Well, they did a fantastic job. Didn't you love all the different portions of Scripture that were mentioned? Different parts of the Lord's life here on earth and what's to come. And uh, right in my, oh, they got me right in the eye there. Um, but it just represents all that Jesus Christ has done for us. And uh, it would be wrong to leave, though that was wonderful, it would be wrong not to leave without understanding why he came to do, why he did all those things. He came to save men. He came to save men. It's not a coincidence that 22 years ago, this very day, at about this very hour, I, Mark Vernon Alcock, accepted Jesus Christ as my Savior. I realized some things. That I was in need of a lamb, Jesus Christ. I needed him. The reality is I understood that, as Romans 3.10 says, there's none righteous, no, not one. And for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. I realized on that Sunday evening that I was a sinner. Now, my mom probably had told me a few times before that that I was a sinner. And there's probably other people who reminded me as well, but I recognize that undistinguishable fact about me. And the reality is that fact is about all people. There's no one that sits in this auditorium today that is perfect. We all have sinned. If you've only said, well, I only committed one, well, that's all that needs to be committed. And you're a sinner. The Word of God says it. You can't argue with it. The verse clearly says there's none perfect. And no one can save themselves. We can't do it on our own. That's why the Lamb had to come. Romans 6.23 says, For the the wages of sin is death. Now, we like the wages when we earn, right? We go to work. We earn some money. We like those wages. But because of our sin, there's a penalty. There's a price. And it's death. And now you might say, well, Pastor Alcock, I know no one lives forever. Everyone dies. That's true. Our physical body, every one of us. But this is referring to a spiritual death. This is not referring to physical, though we all will face that unless the Lord returns and takes us home in the rapture. But for most, it's the idea that we will die physically. But where will we spend eternity? In a place separated from God if we don't know Jesus Christ as our Savior. So that evening, I realized that I was a sinner I was lost, and because of my wages of my sin, I was going to receive death. And that's not a good thing, because that eternal separation from God is not that I separated into some place to play cards and have a good time with fellows who've gone on before me. No, I'm eternally separated from God in a place called hell. That's what the Word of God says. I I don't like that part, but it's true, so I need to tell it. Amen? You have to know the truth. And that's what the Word of God says. And there can never be any good enough to outwork or outweigh our sins. Ephesians 2, 8, 9 says, For by grace are you saved through faith, and not of yourselves. It's the gift of God. Not of works, lest any man should boast. It's by grace. It's not because of what I can do or what you can do. It's through Jesus Christ. Because if we could do it on our own, it would have been done already, but we can't. It's through Jesus. So I realized those facts in that April 1st, 1996. I realized, man, I'm in trouble. I'm in trouble. The good news is that God sent the Lamb. Romans 6.23, But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Eternal life can be yours. 
It can be yours. And again, in Romans 5, 8 says, but God, God said, but God committed His love toward us that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. He provided the remedy. He provided the lamb for us. It's for us. He came. We saw those pictures of the water. He's the water, amen. He's the water that we'll drink, we'll never thirst again. Prepared himself for that last supper. And those dark hours, all oh, how dark it must have been. He did that for you. He did that for me. Because He loves us. That's amazing love. That's a love I don't deserve. You must believe. So the reality is the gift is there. So how do you receive? You must believe that Jesus Christ is, wants to be your Savior. He, he did all this to be your Savior. And on the cross, He paid for all your sins. He took upon Himself, John 3.16, a very popular verse, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. God in His great love provided salvation for all who would come to Him. It does not matter your age. As long as you understand, you can be six or you can be a hundred. It's for you. It's for you. Whoever sits in this room and whoever is outside the walls of this room, it's for all men. And the reality is, it's Jesus alone. It's not Jesus plus your good works. It's not Jesus plus this God. or Not Jesus plus anything. It's Jesus alone. We believe in Him. And the idea of believing means that we turn from what we were once. You know, on April the 1st, 1996, I was trusting myself to get me to heaven. I was living my way. It was good. I was being a good guy and I was helping out someone who needed a, a hand up. You know, I, I was taught some good morals. I was living that way. I was trusting that to get me to heaven, to, to be okay. I repented. I turned from that. I realized that this wasn't good enough. This good moral life. I needed Jesus. And I turned to Him and went to Him. I believed in Him. I repented of that false belief. That was false. You know, there's a whole lot of people like that today in our neighborhoods who try to live good moral lives. And they come from all kinds of backgrounds. But their need is Jesus. To turn from Him and to believe in Him. Romans 10, 13 says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. I remember the message being preached that evening at church. I realized these things I've mentioned to you already and the invitation was given and I had to take care of it. I remember walking down that aisle. I remember talking to that personal worker who was there and I said, I need to get saved. That evening in a little cloak room at the back of the church, I called upon the name of Jesus. So whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. I put my name in there. Mark called upon the name of the Lord. And the Lord saved me. He saved me. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. It's simple. Salvation is not complicated. It's simple. 
You need to receive it with childlike faith. I think sometimes we've been geared and our mind has been uh, wired that it has to be so many steps to get. You know, what I just laid out is what it is. You don't have to go reform yourself to come and accept it. You just accept the gift now. And watch the Lord transform your life. Maybe you're thinking, how do I begin to talk to God? Like, how does that start? I've, I've never been to church before, not very much at all. How does it work? How does it begin? Well, it begins in your heart. We see in Scripture that God convicts men's hearts. He brings a conviction upon your heart and life. And you need to understand that you're a sinner. I've met some people who try to, try to hoodwink me to tell me that they were perfect. Well, God's Word says none is perfect. You don't understand that. You need to be, you need to be willing to admit that you need Jesus. Because without Him, you're eternally lost. And the reality is, if you do not accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, the moment you take your last breath, you're eternally separated from Him. Now folks, that's not a nice rosy picture, is it? It doesn't tickle the ears. It doesn't make you feel all warm and fuzzy. But don't stop there. The reality is if you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you will spend eternity with Christ. And this life here on this earth is totally different. Oh, you still have pains and aches. Your car still breaks down. And you'll probably have a leak in your roof sometime. But the reality is you can face all those with Jesus by your side. He brings peace to heart. And just a moment, I'm going to pray. And Listen, a prayer does not save you. But I'm going, to mention, I'm going to pray a prayer, the sinner's prayer. But if in your heart you feel that conviction in your heart, I'm going to encourage you to pray. And I'm not going to ask you to stand up and raise your hand or anything. But what I'm going to do to ask you after I pray is that when the church service is dismissed, and that's not very far away now, you come see myself, Pastor Alcock or Pastor Matt, and we would love to rejoice in that decision. And we would love to encourage you to get in God's Word. And we have some literature for you and things to help you along that path. But understand, a prayer doesn't save you. But if you mean it with your heart, you're serious. God hears your prayer. Amen. He hears. And He wants to. He, he did not do what we saw recorded for us up on the screen here. The Word of God tells us how He died. He didn't do it so you, didn't, you won't go. He did it so He wants you to spend eternity with Him. His blood is sufficient for all. I would encourage you to accept it. To accept His gift. With every head bowed and every eye closed, I'm going to pray in just a moment. And this is a sinner's prayer. Simple. And if you mean it, if you're serious about it, you just follow along. And you don't need to say it out loud. And your heart's fine. The Lord knows your heart. And that's the most important thing. He knows your heart. Lord Jesus, I believe that You died for my sin. And that you rose again from the dead. I know that I'm a sinner and I cannot save myself. I repent and trust you and you alone to be my Savior. I accept your gift of salvation. Thank you for all you've done. In Jesus' name, Amen. Remember, a prayer doesn't save you. It's what's in your heart. And if you mean it, that's what changes, trusting Jesus. And if you have made that decision, maybe you've made that decision in recent days and haven't told anybody, oh, please let us know. 
Our desire is for you to grow in grace. Amen. And know the Lamb even greater. And get your, see your Christian life flourish and grow with Jesus. I want to thank each and every one of you being here this evening. It's a little bit shorter than we usually have on a Sunday night. But I know my heart's blessed. I hope yours has been as well. The Word of God is true. The Lamb came. He sacrificed Himself and He rose again. What a wonderful reality. Christian, there's no other religious leader. There's no uh, uh, denominational leader. There's no uh, religious leader outside of Jesus Christ who died and rose again. Everybody else is still in the grave. Our Savior lives. Our Savior lives.